Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. Howdy, y'all. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Lee of Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Today's episode, we have a very, very special guest. Um, this is one of our biggest episodes that we've done in a long time. We've had a slew of huge episodes and huge interviews, and we've got another one for you. Today, we have interviewed Christina Casile of Design 710, who is a certified interior designer with over 20 years of experience in the industry. So I'm going to read her description. Um, she's of the company Design 710. Um, they, they are a woman-owned business, and they, they do a lot of design for various cannabis um, dispensaries or, or operations or facilities. So let me continue reading her description and let you know about her long and illustrious resume. Chris received a Bachelor of Science in Interior Design from Philadelphia University and honed her skills as an interior designer with several large architecture firms in Philadelphia, specifically with Ballinger and Ewing Cole. Chris gained considerable experience in a variety of market sectors, including healthcare, research, development, government, education, sports, entertainment, overseeing dozens of multi-million dollar projects. Christina first established herself in the cannabis industry when she was recruited to join a team of experts assembled by Philadelphia-based attorneys and consultants Morocconi Flowers Limited to assist clients in obtaining permits to grow, process, and sell marijuana. Morocconi Flowers intended to coordinate a group of diverse professionals to act as strategic partners to support marijuana permit application projects and identify Christina in Design 710 as ideal to provide building slash zone, zoning code analysis, budget, schedule development, interior design services to their guests. Christina quickly became an integral part of the team. Design 710 successes have included design 
signing the project of a winning application and first dispensary to open in Philadelphia. Designing the project for winning grower processor applicant in the Delaware Valley and designing the winning project for an additional dispensary permit holder in the Philadelphia area. But I do have one last thing that I want to talk about. So I do have one last thing I want to mention about Chris. So she did design the Giants, the New York um, football Giants or the New York Giants training facility in MetLife Stadium. She was one of the designers of the training facility. And we talked about that in the interview. Um, so yeah, um, she, she's done a lot of, uh, of things throughout her career. Um, our conversation ran the gambit of um, talking about, you know, the importance of networking, you know, the importance of, of, of pivoting and how you do so. Um, the, you know, the sort of the basics of, um, of uh, design of cannabis design or cannabis um, interior design you know if you're going about it in a new market like arkansas or missouri or um you know maybe maybe next year um mississippi or you know west virginia or whatever if, if i were if i were to design in west virginia like next year or whatever like what like how would i go about doing it like what 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 people what do people look for what puts people at bay when i design and it's just um yeah we we our conversation ran the gambit between all these things and it's it's one for the books so without further ado let's get to the episode Hi. Hi, Dan. How are you? Doing good. How about you? Good, good. So, um, I hope you're having a very good morning. How about you? Oh, yeah. I've had my coffee, my breakfast, and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. <laughs> um, so, so to sort of just start things off, um, um, so we know that um, you've designed various sort of cannabis dispensaries and um, as, um, as just cannabis in general, just, just entering that field as, as entering that field just continues to be just a, an, an all males club. Like what, what advice do you have for women and other groups trying to break into um parts of um the cannabis industry whether it's design or any anything else that they're looking to do sure um honestly i mean just to start you know going to conferences asking questions um i feel that there's a ton of opportunities out there for anyone to get involved i was at a a luncheon yesterday and a woman she's in pr puts together all of these people from you know different sectors. Um, she's got attorneys, she's got accountants, she's got other marketing people, um, designers that, you know, she's got this wealth of this network and she says, I don't know what to do with it. And, um, I said, you know, start some consultancy group, you know, as an investor, you know, you want someone to come to you and you have all of these resources for them to use. Um, again, she's like, and thank you for the advice. You know, I think I'm going to do it. Um, so it's just, you know, it's getting out there, meeting people. Um, you know, I've gone to conferences and, 
you know, talk to as many people as I could. Um, I mean, that would, that would be my best advice. I mean, it's scary, you know, to get out there, but you just have to, you know, take that first step. I, I would say, but I, I think anyone can get involved. I mean, I know a ton of women that are in the industry, um, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, and people from across the board, um, you know, you meet every day. So that'd be my best advice. anyway. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I remember going to one of my first cannabis conferences, um, when I first started getting into the cannabis space, um, I went to the cannabis, um, world, um, business expo or something like that um in 2017 uh-huh. and that mm-hmm. net- the networking that i did was invaluable um oh, yeah. like yeah it's 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 de- it definitely definitely helps um i always so- thought it was interesting too because the first conference i went to out in vegas i believe it was mj biz they have it twice a year um i was flying home on the plane and someone in back of me had said they um they were expecting all of these, you know, Bob Marley types. And when they showed up, it was just a sea of suits. You know, it's, it's people out there that, you know, are very interested in this, you know, investors, you know, across the board, you know, people that want to work in dispensaries. So you've got, you know, all levels. Um, but again, it's just, you know, getting out there, talking to people. And every day I meet someone that's like, oh, my neighbor's involved. Oh, you know, my friend is involved in a grow. So it's literally just starting the conversation. And I think, you know, it opens, it opens doors. It really does. Yeah, that's kind of why um that's kind of why my podcast is named I Am Canvas Sativa. Um it's because people are <clears throat> because people not involved in cannabis and maybe our family and friends that are just still sort of have hesitancy about it, they come to get shocked that everyone that that their best friend, that their colleague, that their best um aunt as as a user and they're functioning just fine and it's it's we you know people don't know which who who's who but at the end of the 100%. day it's more of us <laughs> than they think yeah uh, yeah i mean it's just a stigma you know that hopefully i i believe you know it's starting to be broken down but um you know it's just it's just educating people and again you know talking about it the more people talk about it the more um streamlined i think it's going to become Awesome. Yeah. Um, so could you, could you get, could you just sort of, um, elaborate for, for the audience, um, what got you into interior design and can you give us a rundown, uh, as to what services, um, your company design 710 offers? Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I've, since I was a child have always, you know, painted my room and changed my room around. So when I went to school, you know, thinking what I wanted to do and saw interior design, um, for me, it was, you know, let's try it. You know, so that's how I got my, um, my start. And I'm worked in two large firms in the city, um, you know, before starting my own company. Um, but design 710, um, is kind of like a one-stop design shop, if you will, for these projects. And, um, you know, from the beginning, I work with my clients on identifying properties um, for their dispensaries or grow facilities to make sure that they're even feasible, um, to make sure, you know, that the community is okay with it, that the zoning um, requirements are there. Um, you know, and once we've got all those things met, you know, we help with the application process, meaning that we'll do the site and facility design. And, um, you know, we go to the zoning meetings. I've gone to, you know, many of them. Um, 
and then, you know, continue on if they're lucky enough to win an application through the um, construction document process. And then I'm, you know, we're on the project through to construction. Um, so we're, you know, on from the very, very beginning and, you know, we're one of the last ones to walk off the site. So um, we're very much involved and, you know, people can pick and choose, you know, anything in there, you know, whether they just want us to do a floor plan, if they want us to be part of the construction, um, you know, we offer all of that um, to our clients. So kind of a one-stop shop, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, to sort of piggyback off that question. Um, so like, if like you, you, you mentioned that you, you, you go to, you go to the local, um, municipal zoning meetings and, you know, you have to, you do all that you need to do to get buy-in. Um, if I were like, if, if I were breaking out ground in a, a new market like Arkansas or, or Missouri and, you know, I was having to fight municipalities that are like, oh, this is going to be, it's just going to be like a smoke shop and, you know, people playing hacky sack and like what, how, how, <laughs> how do you like, um, what was, what, what were some of the ways that you allayed some of the concerns at these local meetings? Um, well, we, um, we generally start out by showing them, um, past projects, you know, what buildings have looked like. Cause again, they think that it's going to be some, um, CD shop with, you know, lit up marijuana leaves on the front and it couldn't be anything, you know, more different than that. So we start out by showing them existing buildings, what they look like prior, what they look like today, you know, the insides, what it looks like, you know, that it resembles more of, you know, a spa or doctor's office, you know, something that's very comfortable for some, for someone to walk in and get their products from. Um, again, a lot of people have that stigma that it, you know, like you said, you know, people with dreads playing, you know, with their hacky sack out front and, you know, the whole place smells like marijuana. And I mean, you know, just giving them an idea of, you know, that, that that's not what we're here to do. Um, kind of, I mean, the, the meetings that I've been in thus far, um, it's kind of alleviated their concerns and, you know, they, they were like, oh, you know, thank you. This isn't what we were expecting. Um, so again, it's, it's having the conversation with them, you know, educating them that, you know, that's not, our vision for what we're bringing into the community. Um, and they generally respond pretty positively to it. So. Awesome. D definitely. Um, it's just sort of having that conversation and just, you know, d demystifying their, their initial, um, per perceptions and, and what, what have you. Um, so like if I were like if I were gathering um money to start a new dispenser or to design a dispensary for the first time in a new market um what would be the best advice like if I were just doing this for the first time like what what should I avoid what what should I definitely do um if I'm on a limited budget um where what should what should I tackle first as priorities um, again, I would, uh, that's a tricky one because there's so many people out there selling false bill of goods, you know, saying, oh, you know, I've won, you know, 10 projects and, you know, they've not even touched those projects I've run into many a times. Um, so, I mean, my best advice would be to, again, do your research, you know, find out, um, you know, who's writing these applications, you know, have they won before? 
um, you know, talk to, you know, designers. I mean, I'm, you know, always open to, you know, talking to whoever, you know, I know people that have won, people that have lost. Um, uh, I, I find a lot of people that, you know, have money even that are just throwing it into the industry because, you know, they want to make more money, um, which, you know, is not the way to go because, you know, they've not done their due diligence or, you know, their research and they wind up losing money in the end. Um, so, I mean, again, it's, it's all about educating yourself and, um, going to the conferences and having the conversations with, um, you know, anyone, attorneys, you know, don't be afraid to talk to people because so many people, you know, they, they want to help people in this industry, um, you know, that I've found. Um, but I mean, that, that would be my best advice to, you know, just don't just, don't just jump at the first opportunity, make sure that, um, you know, they have a track record of, you know, winning or, um, you know, producing because, you know, like I said, a lot of people have thrown money at, you know, and big money at people that, you know, have not produced for them, um, which is kind of disappointing, but there are people out there that are, you know, knocking it, knocking it out of the park. So it's just a matter of finding them. Definitely. Like, um, it's like, even, even as we're seeing, like, since like, um, late last year and, um, early this year, you're seeing, you're seeing MedMen fold. You're seeing all these people that you think mm-hmm. had all this money because they yep. could, because there's all these constraints in this, in this industry. And, you know, they just weren't prepared for it. You know, they, yep. you know, you have to talk and you have to gather knowledge before yeah. you do something. You don't just do it. You don't just throw money, 100%. like you said. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so I, another thing I sort of wanted to, um, talk about that my audience might not have known, but, um, what, 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 what got you into wanting to, to desi- design for cannabis dispensaries after, um, d- designing for, um, places like the, uh, G- Giants training facility in MetLife Stadium? Like, um, that, I mean, cause I imagine that was a pretty huge project. <laughs> Four years of my life, yes, it was. <laughs> um, I was actually approached by um, uh, my friend was working for an attorney at the time that was getting into cannabis law, um, and he, uh, you know, had asked her, knowing that I had a design background, um, if I would be interested in getting into the industry. And um, you know, at the time, I'd done a short stint in sales in between my two design careers, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, you know, and, um, with, I, I done a lot of work in healthcare, um, research and development, you know, retail and sports and entertainment, you know, I've been very fortunate to work on some amazing projects, um, in my past. And he just thought, you know, I'd be the perfect person to, um, design these spaces. Cause again, you know, the grow facilities are more technical, the more research and development background that I have and, um, the dispensaries, you know, are more, um, retail focused. Uh, with a touch of healthcare, you know, for the medical facilities. And, um, you know, when he brought the opportunity to me, I was like, yeah, let's try it. You know, um, I always, I always wanted to own my own company. So I was like, Hey, you know, it works. It works. If it doesn't, I go back to a firm. So, you know, that was my thinking and all of it, but, um, so far it's been, it's been a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, I've, um, like speaking of like medical, like I, like, like one of my first jobs or one of my first, um, 
careers out of um, college. Um, I was a I was an intern for a, a medical device company, so we had to work under sort of FDA regulations. Um, uh-huh. We you know um had we we sold our devices like um worldwide so we had to work with eu regulations like just changing like patent and trademark information in the eu is very sort of cumbersome because you know they have certain requirements you know um mexico has certain requirements and there's like mm-hmm. five different panels that have to approve your process before it it gets before it becomes um approved and and, and finalized and official so right. yeah i mean it's it's definitely you know um you know medical you're definitely coming into that background and, and the dispensaries are sort of or organized in a way that is medical in a sense too that makes people feel oh this is a medicine and mm-hmm. yeah very much so i mean you know again having dealt with the department of health um i've worked on you know st chris's hospital geisinger you know big medical systems here in pennsylvania um but having dealt with those organizations in the past you know, uh, ADA regulations and stuff like that, you know, just lend itself to, um, you know, designing these facilities. It's funny because I've consulted on a couple projects and people send me their floor plans and right off the bat, (laughs) I say, nope, you know, this doesn't work, you know, code wise, this, you know, you can't fit a wheelchair in here. Like people aren't thinking of those things if, you know, they've just, you know, some people have bought floor plans off of the internet or, you know, people actually hire (laughs) professionals. It's interesting. I'm not in mind. Um, so, you know, having that background, um, you know, just lent itself to, you know, laying out these facilities, um, you know, and so far so good. But, um, yeah, I mean, having that experience has definitely helped. Yeah, um, it's, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's like you never know. Um, like, um, I was watching, um, this was like a while ago, but I was watching on YouTube, um, Steve Jobs, um, commencement speech, um, I think he gave to Stanford and he was talking about, and he was talking about how, like, um, he, how, like, in college or whatever, like the, I know, I know he only did part, part of college, but like one of the courses he took was like a full, like a, um, calligraphy class and like he didn't, (laughs) he didn't. He didn't like know when like he was going to he didn't know when he didn't know what was like the point of of, of why he was taking that class or what he was going to really use that for. And then when he um, he got to Apple and um, was designing the OS and all of that. And then bingo, like that's that's when his knowledge of of taking fonts came to handy. And that's why. Apple fonts are so like stylistic because he took that random class. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so, so what kind of goes into um, picking out like um, colors and picking out materials for uh, uh, specifically a dispensary um it does are you taking is it just like taking input from a designer as well as going along with your own vision or are other factors involved and considered 
some clients have brands already established, so they have a color scheme or, you know, a logo color that, you know, they want represented in their facility. Um, some are just starting from scratch. So, um, you know, but they, they know the feel that they want to have, you know, they want to have a spa-like feel. Some want to have a rustic feel, um, you know, some want to have a mid-century feel. Um, so it's communicating with them of what their vision is for um, their space and, you know, then, you know, we just help bring it to fruition. Um, I mean, that's, you know, so far how, you know, most of these have, have worked um, that I've worked on. Um, again, it's just, you know, communicating with your clients once and if they, you know, have no idea what they want, you know, then you just present um, some ideas to them and, you know, they usually attach to one or, you know, gravitate toward one um, and you, you know, go with it that way. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so like when, when designing like, um, a dispensary, um, what, what, what demographics do you have in mind when designing a cannabis dispensary? Cause usually, um, I'm, I, cause I'm a medic, I'm a medical marijuana patient in Massachusetts and I'm, I'm, I'm 30. Um, and when I go to like the dispensaries, I would say mm-hmm. most of the time, like it's people over the age of 45, like with, without a mm-hmm. doubt, like it's like <laughs> I'm outnumbered, like most of the time, like even when, when, like when I'll go to the dispensary and it's like busy and you know, I'll have conversations and stuff. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, I'm, it's like someone that's old enough to be my dad, like talking to me about like which strains he tried for his um, pain or whatever. It's just, it's, it's pretty interesting. I was just going to say, which is so interesting because, you know, a lot of the people that I get pushback from are older people. You know, they assume that it's all these young kids, you know, going to want to go in and buy marijuana and um, it couldn't be more different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but I try to design my facility so that it's inviting for everyone, you know, that it's comfortable um, you know, whether you're young or old or, you know, whatever ethnicity you are, um, you know, just so everyone feels comfortable coming in there, you know, getting their product and, you know, coming back again. I mean, you know, that's that's the overall goal is, you know, that you retain um, customers and, you know, they keep coming back to your facility. So um, I don't I wouldn't say I particularly design for, you know, one demographic to another, um, you know, try and make it so that everyone wants to come. Yeah, just like making it inviting so it it sort of appeals to it appeals to everyone across the board. Um yep. so um so in in terms of that like um a, a lot of a lot of people like 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 if you compare like cannabis markets across like the US um I know California before they went before they went adult use. There were more of a sort of like wild west sort of farmers market, and and Maine mm-hmm. kind of has a farmers market sort of feel. Like, what do you say to some people who are like, "Oh, the East Coast is more of like a it's more of an Apple store," but um, I I I mean, I have people in my family over forty. I have like I have siblings. I have my mom or whatever who who might want CBD products. They don't want 
to go to like like I, someone like me would want to go to a craft place, but someone like my mom would want to go to a, a professional looking place that they feel comfortable with. Like there's room for both. Like what do you say to people who are like, oh, it has to be one or the other? Um, I mean, just like you said, you know, um, I feel like there's room for both in the market. Um, I feel that the East Coast is much more regulated than the West Coast. Um, I think that that's why people say, you know, Apple stores. Um, I don't, I've been in a bunch of them and I don't generally think that, you know, that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can... I, I, you know, I've been in ones on the East Coast here that, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't by any means say that, you know, I, I've been to ones in Vegas and, you know, California and stuff that, you know, I'd probably never go in again. Um, <laughs> I've not been in any pen, in Pennsylvania, you know, that has given me that overall feel. Um, but I also wouldn't say that they're Apple stores, you know, they're more, um, trying to think of the word, um, you know, just like rustic and homey and you know not the shiny sleek like apple store so again i think that there's you know a different variety of um design even you know on the east coast here um in my opinion anyway and the ones that i've been in and again I've, you know i've not been in a ton of them because i you know i don't have my card but um ones that you know allow people to go in before you know they get the marijuana in the space i've you know gone to visit a bunch of them but i mean that's been my perspective um here so far yeah, funny that you bring up rustic. Um, in my um, in my state, um, one of my um, favorite medical dispensaries is exactly like how you describe. Very sort of, it's like it's it was it's kind of like a like a sort of farm stand a little bit, but um, it's it's mm-hmm. rustic. Um, you, you know, like they have they have like they don't have it like open air, but it's like. Like they have like the like they show the 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 flower. It's in the glass jars. It's in the glass containers, and then it's sort of like wooden and like you can. It's sort of like um like Texas Roadhouse or whatever. Like just sort of. But yeah, like I've I've seen some rustic like that. That was like my nearest one. It's it, it was one that I really liked going to. Yeah, I mean, I would gravitate towards something like that. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just love that feel. Again, you know, I feel comfortable in a space like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, again, there's, I, I think there's room for all types of, all types of different looks um, in this industry. You know, and it's the same with retail. You know, you walk into a space and, you know, one as sleek as can be, and you know, kind of almost cold and you know, stark, if you will, and then you walk into another one that's got you know warm woods and warm colors and you know other people react to that differently and think that that's, you know, much more inviting and comforting. And so it's, you know, kind of teetering on the line of, again, you know, what your client's looking for, you know, what the, what is, what, what does the rest of the community look like? I mean, you know, bringing in, you know, those aspects of, you know, where, where you are, you know, if you're in center city, Philadelphia, as opposed to, you know, Doylestown, which is a suburb of Philadelphia, you know, I, I think that those two have to be, you know, slightly different. Um, in my opinion, you know, they can be, um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, there's room for all of it. You betcha. Um, so I know you have a really bu- busy schedule, so I have just three more questions that I, I have to, I, I wanted to ask. Sure. Uh, um, so 
work in orchid can orchid um ca, um ca, medical cannabis patients in Pennsylvania find your dispensaries? All of them, all the dispensaries in Pennsylvania are listed on the Department of Health website. Um, so they can, you know, go to whatever area um, they live in and, you know, find what's closest to them. Ones that I've personally designed are in Philadelphia, um, Elkins Park, and Doylestown. Um, then we've got three more coming up um, that I'm designing currently um, in Pottstown, Bryn Mawr, and another is going to be in Philadelphia. So, but awesome. again, they can they can go on the website and um, you know find you know what's closest to them in the state and you know go to whichever one. Definitely. And um, and um, are there any other sort of um, states that or are you not allowed? Like, it's okay if you're not allowed to sort of like to divulge. But are there any other like states that? that might be a possibility or any other markets that look appealing or. Oh, sure. I mean, we've applied in, um, I mean, I've consulted in, you know, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. We applied in Ohio. Um, we applied in Jersey. We're still waiting to hear about that. Um, Missouri, Illinois, we applied We're you know, that, that just went out in the beginning of this year. Um, you know, West Virginia opened up. I don't think we're doing any work there. Um, but, um, and think what else is coming online there's a ton of i mean every you know every month there it seems like another application process is opening um throughout the country which is great um but yeah i mean we've been fortunate to work in a multitude of states wow and um and and then last of all um is there anything so i i really so Christine, I really appreciate you taking the time to 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 talk and to share your knowledge with all of us. Is there um, anything else that you would w- want to plug or any other a- advice that you haven't mentioned? Um, I don't think so. Man, again, you know, if people are interested in getting in the industry, I mean, I welcome people. Um, you know, they can go to my website, find my number, my you know, my um, email address you know, contact me, you know, I'm more than willing to, you know, if I have any resources for them to, you know, help them out. Um, again, you know, people have helped me along the way to get where I am. I, I had no idea, you know, what starting a business was or, you know, even getting into the cannabis industry, where to go. I mean, all I knew was interior design. So um, it's just kind of navigating your way through having the conversations with people. And, you know, again, once you start talking about it, you find people are more than welcome to, talk, you know, they want to talk about it. Um, but you know, that, that, that would be the biggest thing, um, you know, just to reiterate, but no, otherwise I think, I think we hit most of it. Awesome. So, um, so, so, so folks, um, so again, um, this was Chris, Christina Casile of the owner of design 710, who's a certified interior designer with over 20 years of experience. Um, you can, you can search for design 710 online and anywhere you, anywhere you, you, you find websites, which is the internet, obviously. <laughs> but um again i I really appreciate you um taking the time to to talk and um i i hope you have a great and productive rest of your day you too thanks so much for having me i appreciate it thank you
Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 and above tier if you are feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on Anchor and you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash six five t g two n r. Again, that is https colon slash slash discord dot gg slash six five t g Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link https colon slash bit dot ly slash 33fkrv9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts such as dogtreat20, tincture20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or or, um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flour delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace out and ciao